0: Welcome to a special episode of Gospel Truth with Andrew Wamek, a teaching ministry focusing on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: I'm one of those who makes his program Must See TV in starting
0: my day. Today, Andrew continues his interview with acclaimed sportscaster, James Brown, and his wife, Dorothy.
1: You go out and declare the glory of the Lord
2: and he will take you to heights unimaginable.
0: And now here's Andrew
2: right now you're at the top of your game and did a lot of things happening but you know what there's been a lot of turnover among broadcasters where do you see this going
1: whatever that next is fine and you're right i i have been at this a lot longer than many have in that regard but i just want to again consistent with your seven mountains of influence your 7m approach I just want to, like Daniel in the Bible, just be about excellence in everything I do and have sustained excellence. And whatever the Lord has in way of the next for me, he'll reveal that to me. But I'm not sure what that is, Andrew. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, but you know, once you uh, leave the major spokesperson there on the broadcast and stuff, how are you going to continue to have influence? And I think one of the ways, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but one of the ways could be this program that if you start producing programs where you take all of your contacts and interview these coaches and players and find these godly things, I think people would love to hear Mm -hmm. that there's something good going on. And you could have a uh, television ministry and continue to be exposed to people for you know, the rest of your life doing stuff like
1: that. Well, look at what, um, again, you were, uh, we were referencing one of your Bible um, college students, uh, Lieutenant Ryan Haley, and he's got a podcast and he's been interviewing people who are, again, very meaningfully involved in the 7M approach, if you will. Butch Hartman. Um, who left uh, Nickelodeon TV? Mm-hmm. But look at the, the look at the the number of Christian movies and programs that are coming out. Is there an appetite out there in in society Absolutely. at large? Absolutely, there is. See what Roma Downey and Mark Burnett have been doing. So I don't know quite what that is, but I'm certainly looking in those arenas. But I would like to think that the degree to which the Lord has had me in the broadcasting arena, um, developing some equity, if you will, in that in that silo, mm-hmm. that it will be used to His glory somehow, whether I continue still with my foot in the sports door or the news door, but doing more things in the ministry because that's the mission field. I want to be a strong co-laborer with people like you in the vineyard to
2: build up the kingdom. Well, God's definitely used your sports connection to give you a platform, and so that's great. But, you know, it's the Word of God that really changes people. And if you have a platform where you could actually start showing how the Word of God is changing people's lives and stuff, that'll last.
1: And there's so many good stories out there. Sports, yes, and even tangentially with sports. One of the things I learned in working with one of the best magazine shows on television for another major cable outlet was that a good story is a good story. And it doesn't have to involve a big name. Mm -hmm. And typically those big names that we know of today, they've been influenced when they were quote unquote nobodies but they saw and felt the truth in the example of how that person modeled their lives that helped them and God rewarded them in putting them on that level. So there are a number of good stories out there with some very influential people across the spectrum. Heavens, I was listening to um, your good friend, Reverend Dwayne Sheriff, um, when Dorothy and I were blessed to go to one of his satellite churches out here in uh, Woodland Park. And uh, he was talking about the number of folks who right now are still a undercover in Hollywood who are strong Christians who are making some significant waves. So, you know, it's bubbling
2: under the surface to see I just got two or three reports this last week of things happening in Nepal. I mean, it is phenomenal the things that are happening there. And then, like I said, the imams Mm -hmm. and in Dubai, we've got an opportunity there to uh, have inroads. And I mean, God is doing more than any of us know. And one of the things is we just don't have anybody reporting it. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, the world is a big place, but the sports world, you have an access to that, that if you were to take that and put those stories out there and start showing this, I think it could really encourage a lot of people. You're pretty persuasive. <laughs> <It's really good. laughs> but you know what? I, I am excited. I see this as something that God could really use because, again, from and I'm not a real sports person, so I may have a limited view, but from my viewpoint, there isn't any godly sports figure such as yourself that is trying to present the good side of what's happening
1: all we hear is all of the junk and you know and maybe not so much on tv because i think about the number of people who are doing this whether it's the corwin anthony's um, involved with organizations or steve stenstrom or Uh, Gosh, um, um, there's so many ex-players, Daryl Green, um, uh, Art Monk, Charles Mann. There are a number of strong Christian guys who are out there, Steve Fitzhugh, who are doing some great things. They're actively engaged, so all they need is probably just to have a platform so that folks can become more aware of it. But they are everywhere out there. Jackie Slater, uh, a Hall of Fame football player. There are a number of guys out there, Aeneas Williams. So there are tons of great stories. Kurt Warner, we know about a lot about what he does as well, too. And even people with great stories of redemption, um, names that people would probably would, you know, look at a little askew, but they are resolutely on the road of redemption. They truly have repented and doing some great things. They need to be cheered on as well, too. We know there are always going to be that intractable few out there who will never forgive you. You can't worry about that. Who has forgiven you? If you're serious about that, then and he's he's shown you forgiveness, then you go out and declare the glory of the Lord, and He will take you to heights unimaginable.
2: And James, people who are really into football, they've heard these names you've just thrown out, yeah, and so man, it's know, making yes. their heart get I excited. Oh, so.
0: like, wow! So. I
2: didn't know that those people were seeking the Lord, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, I hope I'm not out of place in saying this, but Michael Vick, you know, he got convicted. And he's one of those that even though he's admitted he was wrong, he is on a road to yes. redemption. I've heard you, talk
1: Andrew, about you that. are so good in pulling it out. That's who I was alluding to, but thank you for mentioning the name. Look, when I went to visit him in prison, when he was sent to Leavenworth, Tony Dungy went to visit him one week separately because we didn't want the press following us. I went to visit him another week. And I know everybody was looking to get his story. I wasn't chasing after the story for me to get the the glory. I wanted to look him in the eye and said, Michael, I think I heard your heart where you said you were genuinely sorry and you wanted to turn this matter around. And he looked at me and he said, I absolutely am spiritual discernment to know he was real. And he says, I'll do whatever I can to right this wrong. And when he was working with the Humane Society, because there are a number of people who will never forgive him for that. Understand that's the intractable few. He had a two-year commitment to work with the Humane Society to go into these urban areas. The Humane Society does a great job of getting people, because a lot of dog fighting takes place in you know, the backwoods locations, so they'll get those reformed people to go and talk to folks who will hear them. Michael Vick engaged in urban areas They got him to go into urban areas to dissuade these youngsters about dog fighting. And he had a two-year commitment. That was about seven, eight, nine years ago. He still does it on his own time because he's firmly committed to it. How can you argue and, and continue to, to vilify a guy like that when he's genuine about it? Mm-hmm.
2: But the reason is because you never hear these positive things that you're saying. Nobody says that he has gone beyond his two year mandated mm-hmm. things to do
1: that and contributed a lot of money to his pastor to build a new church because that which caught my ear was he said he knew that he had fallen off track. He wanted to get back on the track and renew and strengthen his relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what I heard. That's what I responded see, to when I went to prison. To but I can him.
2: guarantee you there's people watching this program who are hearing this and they have a bad opinion. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that Michael Vick is the perfect guy and that Absolutely he maybe not. is where he needs to be now. He mm-hmm. may still be doing it, but he's, like you said, on the road to redemption. And we are to encourage him. But because they don't hear this, James, mm-hmm. people just get these uh, opinions and they they need WHAT YOU HAVE Mm -hmm. TO SHARE. BECAUSE YOU KNOW THINGS BEHIND THE SCENES. YOU KNOW GOOD THINGS THAT ARE HAPPENING. PEOPLE LIKE you were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles having a baptismal service late yeah. to the Super Bowl because <laughs> they were baptizing people. Isn't
1: that something? We yeah. need to get this word out. And right. they're no different than the stories that are in the Bible. Look at King David. And God still called him a man after his own heart. Yeah. Um, Solomon, the wisest man around, but he still through his wives got pulled off and was worshiping idols,
2: but still come back on. Had so 700 that, wives and 300 concubines. Now, how could that man be the wisest <laughs> man ever <laughs> I couldn't give a better <laughs> <That> example <works. laughs> than that. Rest assured, so. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say go, go uh, the thing mm-hmm. that also works in James's favor is that people respect him and they see his heart. So the players respond. Mm-hmm. I love the way they respect you in in the mm-hmm. industry and how how they they open up to you because they they trust you. And that's so, amazing, that's since you have a strong Christian witness, and yet there you haven't seen that reject. I'm sure you've been rejected by some.
1: Oh, oh, and I'm sure, and some who've probably ridiculed me. Look, you know, people were saying, um. It had to be a piece of cake. No, it's not been a piece of cake. I remember, heavens, um, you alluded to um, uh, previously, Andrew, about me uh, being a basketball player, not a football player. And I remember when Fox got the NFL contract and I was blessed Um, Because I was thinking, hey, if I could just get a job to be one of the fourth, fifth or sixth team announcers, little was I aware that they were going to bring me over to be the co-host of the show. And I was new in my Christian walk, still relatively so. And I remember uh, when CBS lost a football contract and I'm thinking, God, I'm trying to get a job someplace. And all I knew was, Lord, you told me if I would put you first, that you would look out for me in the scriptures that I was holding on to Psalm 75, six and seven, uh, promotion, promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west, nor the south, God is a judge, Amen. he put it down one, he setteth up another, Joshua 1, eight, all of those Psalm 32 and eight, I held on to those and said, okay, God, I'm following you, so you got to do this. And little did I know he was gonna take me over to be the co-host of the show with Terry Bradshaw. But there again, I always just try to, I think it's Philippians two, three, which says in lowliness of mind, esteem others more highly than yourself. So my job has always been about trying to pull the best out of my colleagues, not me. It's a rising tide that lifts all ships. And I hope that they see that because it, excuse the vernacular, it ain't about me, it's (laughs) them. I want them to look good. Heavens, you've heard me tell the story uh, when I was at uh, Fox, Jimmy Johnson, who gets up at the crack of dawn every morning? I mean, he's up really early, but he starts to fade during the day. And so we've got two games that we do every Sunday. And so around about three o'clock, Jimmy's getting a little tired, you know? So, and I remember we came back from halftime uh, during halftime, and I was going to ask him a question about the Dallas Cowboys. I said, Welcome back. You know, at halftime, I said, Coach, you saw what the defense was trying to do against the San Francisco 49ers. It was a hybrid defense in your thought. And all of a sudden, he gives me the deer in the headlight look. So I knew not to go to him because I'm not going to embarrass my buddy. I said, So, Coach, chew on that question, I'ma come right back to you Uh. and I'll go to how you know. So you you probably did. So I didn't realize what
2: you but that's you know, but that's
1: trying to make sure you understand the strengths and weaknesses of your colleagues because you want to put them in the best light to elicit the best from them. When people tune in, they're not tuning in to hear my analysis of it. I better be proficient and conversant with what the issues are so as to ask intelligent questions. But they want to hear from the experts. And that's what I was doing with those guys. And, uh, but, you know,
2: James, that's, this is really good. The people that are watching this are hearing a man who's made it to the top of his profession in mm-hmm. your mountain, in your position, and the way you did it was by what Jesus said, putting other people first. And they need to hear that, because most of what you hear is people stabbing people in the back, doing whatever it takes to get ahead. And man, that's just- Gosh, even when
1: you talked about some people in the ministry, and I prayed that that won't be the case. Bill Cower, with whom I work at um, CBS, is a marvelous guy who's team-oriented. Andrew, when he first started coaching, he had been keeping journals from every coach and about every coach and everything he's learned. He's got volumes of books right now, but that was because he was hungry to learn. And I try to do the same thing. All truth is parallel to make certain that I'm well prepared to deliver excellence because I'm an ambassador for Christ. So when people see me, I better be reflected. Look, I'm, I'm human. I'm flawed, et cetera. But it's a daily effort to make sure that I'm reflecting him as an ambassador. Isn't that what an ambassador is, who represents a country or region or what have you? So I wanna make sure that I'm doing that in this profession as well too, because it's not about me. Once I start getting cocky, and that's what happened when I tried to play professional basketball. I got cut from the Atlanta Hawks when I knew I could play, but I got cocky, complacent, rested on my laurels, didn't work as hard, you need to work even harder when you're on top than to get to the top. I didn't do that. So you reap what you sow. And when I got cut, it hurt me to the core. So my mantra from there was, I will never let an opportunity pass me by for which I'm ill prepared. And now I'm happiest watching Dorothy's example, going before the Lord daily to feast on his word because don't think you've ever arrived. There is so much there. We'll never complete it in this time here, which is why I've got, I listened to you talk about uh, what do you call it? automobile university. I've got, you know, the DVDs and the CDs that you can just listen and saturate yourself and then you'll hear from him. But it truly is all about him. I mean, look at Karis Bible College. What you, did you ever imagine this?
2: Absolutely, that's the reason it's here. You can't <laughs> well, then, have what well, you don't imagine. On,
1: hold on, Then you know what, let me, Maybe that, you need that, to that wasn't the question, that wasn't the question that I was gonna say, that, that wasn't what I was thinking. I didn't imagine it, that song's still learning. <laughs> Uh, hey, Andrew will always <laughs> give you a straight answer. Will really he not? That's so I true. Love it. Yeah, if you can't see it on the inside, That's you true. won't can't see it on the outside. outside. You're absolutely That's correct. Thank you for thank you for staying consistent <laughs> with who you are, Andrew. <laughs> hey, and uh, another thing, uh, I was telling Bradshaw and uh, Jimmy and. Um, uh, Bill Cower and uh, Phil Simms, whenever they would tease me about something, if it was one of those moments where I didn't get the answer, I was seeking, but it's the honest answer, thank God I'm too dark to blush. So you couldn't tell that I was blushing, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you, Jim, this is just awesome. You, I, I'm sure, have encouraged a lot of people to see a guy who is committed to God, loving God with his whole heart, and yet still able to succeed. And I believe that we need more people like you out in the marketplace. If everybody was like mm-hmm. me on television, just teaching the word, I've got my place, I love it, I wouldn't trade with you for nothing. But if everybody was doing what I was doing, that's that's one of the reasons we're in the problems we're in. We need people in broadcasting, in politics, in everything.
1: But can I say, but also the way you model your marriage, because when you talk about Jamie, it said with affection, Ephesians 5.25 is evident here, husbands. Love your wives. But our bishop drilled down even more deeply on that when he said, husbands, listen to your wives. Every joint supplies. So I've got an awesome role model.
2: You always speak so highly of Dorothy. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a word. He said it awesome. I like it. Awesome. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. So we, I guess, are pretty much close to the end, but how would you encourage people that are, they're just shocked that J.B., is this committed Christian that is able to quote scriptures, that stands for the Word, that has a godly marriage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, what would you say to them about how this would apply to their life, how got, they could take these things that they've heard from you today and apply it to their situation?
1: Wow. I, I would hope humbly that, that what little bit of success that we've enjoyed in Him, in Jesus Christ, um, is piquing some people to ask, you know, why well, how do you go about doing that? Because God says, my ways are not your ways. The world tells us to focus on ourselves. And God says, no, focus on me, because we can't outdo him. We can't out give him. And if you do, you will see success like you've never thought it. Just think, God gives back in multiples, 30, 60 and 100 fold. He will give back to you. And I love it, even if you were to use in Malachi 3, 8 through 12, if you will, where God, the only time that I'm aware of in the Bible, where he says to test me, and that's with respect to just, that which the world is so focused on is money. God gives us everything we have. And when he only asks for 10%, I know there are people who will debate whether that's Old Testament or New Testament. Look, if Jesus commended it in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, then it's worth doing. And if you give to him, which is his anyway, he gives back in multiples where you won't have room enough to receive. So I would just encourage you to do just that because to use Andrew's words, you will be more than surprised. And the word you will use is,
2: it's awesome. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So were you ever driven for success? or uh, What Mm. I'm getting is Mm. that since you made your commitment to the Lord, you've really just been seeking the Lord and God has promoted you. Absolutely, oh, there, was,
1: there was a time that I was seeking success by definition of the world standards. But again, to Dorothy's point with the teacher that we had and uh, Pastor Clarence Givens, Bishop Givens, that which is ingrained on the tablet of my heart is what, Andrew, the only place in, and I know you're a Bible scholar in that regard, Andrew, the only scripture that I have come across in the Bible that uses the word success properly translated because we know the Old Testament is, um, is um, Hebrew and Aramaic is in Joshua one eight, mm-hmm. where he gives a definition of what success mm-hmm. is. And he and I'm and I'm I'm the Bible you know novice here. I'm reading and this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night to observe to do according to all that is with that, that is written within, that thou mayest make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And I'm thinking as a novice, wait a minute, isn't success good? He says. Good success, good success is God's way of doing things. That's my definition of success versus the world where it says, you know, any means necessary, step on or over people as you're climbing to the top. There's nothing eternally rewarding about that at all. But just as in the world of football, when I had to learn football and all the other sports, you can't understand football if you don't understand the terminology. You can't play and be an effective skier if you don't understand um, the the rules uh, I- involved. You know the fundamentals involved. Well, it's the same thing about the Bible. People would like to say to the Bible, you know, there are too many contradictions. There are no contradictions in the Bible. In order to understand the Bible, you need to understand spiritual things spiritually, and they're contrary to what the world has to say. But when you understand that, you will realize the truth because it speaks to you in your gut. So do that. So once I got a hold of that, Andrew, hey, from here on out, It's always what my mother used to say and what Dorothy says. What does the word say about it? That's the ultimate authority. And the Bible is predicated upon the character and integrity of God himself. And he says in what, Numbers 23 and 19, he's not a man that he can lie, nor the son of man, that he should repent. Amen. That's who I want to put my trust in. Does that make sense?
2: That does. I'm just okay. impressed. I'm sorry, now I'm getting I'm just by, impressed. I'm that you got me getting fired up. So I'm, I'm so. impressed that you can uh, quote scripture like well, that. that God. You don't praise do God. that without spending time in the Word of God. Praise God. So, another way of summarizing what you're saying is seek first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness and God will make you a success. God will add these Do you
1: things know, you. when I started losing weight, because Andrew, I was nearly 300
2: pounds. Yeah, I've enjoyed seeing less of you <laughs> hey, as long as I don't hear her say that you know okay
1: but uh, although she says it's nice to have a lot less of a man to hug right now yeah but you know what Andrew because I had been on that track I was just as the b- b- football players like to say I was a biscuit away from 300 pounds <laughs> and I was sweating up a storm and that's when Dorothy was getting concerned going up and down the stairs but I knew I wanted to be an effective vessel and servant for the Lord. So once again, everything is biblically predicated. When I made Matthew 6.33 the focal point, I found a good program that was developed by a Christian doctor and based on Christian principles and is pharmaceutically and medically clean to lose, but it wasn't until I dedicated it to him in Matthew 6.33, that's when it started falling off because I wanna be a healthy vessel for his use. Then my grandkids, our grandkids will be, will be pleased everything else will benefit my wife and everybody else but seek him first
2: we've got billy epperhard who you know mm-hmm. and he was uh, having a real love affair with a certain food it was a southern dish i won't go but he spent a lot of time describing it and what he did he had a funeral for it and he got <laughs> he had a funeral for he it died <laughs> to that <food. laughs> really yeah and he's lost some weight and stuff over that but that's what you gotta do you gotta how much
1: have you lost I, I have lost as much as 80 pounds until she told me that my legs were a little too skinny <laughs> and they were cutting her in bed. So i have uh, it's probably been more about 70 pounds now, but the bottom oh, line is awesome. I feel great. Yeah, that I feel good. That is awesome. I, I really feel good. And, I, and again, but it's for his use because I want to be energetic and I want to live however long he wants me to live and to live it abundantly. Um, we got abundantly. a lot to do. So, yeah, and, and you're showing that. We got a lot
2: that. to do. You're showing a that. Short period of time to get it done. Me know. I want to thank you all so much for doing this. I mm-hmm. know that, uh, you know, JB is used to scripting everything. <laughs> and we were talking before we started this, and I uh, said, I know this is hard on you, yeah, JB, uh, because we did, what, a two-minute uh, yeah, promo? Yeah, a little promo. <laughs> And, and you want oh, him just spend you, 30 minutes or talking an hour about getting
1: ready. <laughs> you looked at me like, uh, so I, I want Andrew, so we're going to do two minutes, and what are we going to talk about, and what points do you want emphasize, and, and how do you want me to say this? And you looked at me like, what, are you in television? Why are you asking me all these questions? Let's do it. Well, um, Donna Priest, your assistant, is wonderful, because I called her to do a pre-interview with her. Donna, what does Andrew want to talk about? She says, James, why would you ask me that? <laughs> you know Andrew's just going to flow. Can you not flow? And heaven, so, we have been oh,
2: oh, I God. think people have gotten to see your heart, JB and Dorothy. You guys yeah. are awesome, and I just appreciate you so much, and I appreciate you taking a stand in the secular realm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that this uh, Gospel Truth TV program that you're going to have is going to be awesome, and it could be the start of something big. You could have a longer career in that than you've had in broadcasting.
1: <laughs> However the Lord leads in, out of your lips, then let's make it happen. It's uh, absolutely All right, so again, thank okay.
2: you for coming. And let me say to those of you watching, remember that J.B. and Tony Dungy are going to be at our men's advance. That's March the 14th through the 16th. And they were both with me last year. And I tell you, it was powerful. Matter of fact, we had my local pastor. He got up and preached your message for two wow. weeks in a row.
0: Awesome? He was
2: impact. HE WAS IMPACTED BY IT. SO I TELL YOU, IT'S A GREAT THING, AND ESPECIALLY FOR SOME OF YOU THAT HAVE HUSBANDS OR SONS OR, uh, YOU KNOW, MEN THAT ARE INTO SPORTS AND THAT MAY NOT COME TO ONE OF MY MEETINGS. OTHERWISE, THEY WOULD COME FOR J.B. AND TONY. Uh, I GUARANTEE YOU, IF THEY COME, THEY WILL GET THE WORD. WE WILL SNEAK Mm. IT IN ON THEM IN THE BACK DOOR. SO THIS WOULD BE A GREAT OPPORTUNITY TO REMEMBER uh, THE 14TH THROUGH THE 16TH uh, March 2019, and we're going to have mm-hmm. you with us. So Looking forward to it. Thank you Looking all. We love you, thank and you. God bless you, and thank you for being a part of this. I'd like to invite you to come to our 2019 Men's Advance. I'm going to have back James Brown and Tony Dungy. And these guys are just awesome. They've been with me the last year or two, and we have had a wonderful time. This is also the first time we will have used our brand new auditorium for the Men's Advance. I can guarantee you the ministry of myself, James Brown, and Tony Dungy will be great. Remember, that's March the 14th through the 16th at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park.
0: Today you viewed a portion of Andrew's interview with James and Dorothy Brown. The interview in its entirety is available on either CD or DVD for a gift of any amount when you contact us.
2: And I hope that you've enjoyed our program that we made with JB and Dorothy today. And you know what, we would like to encourage you to get J.B.'s teaching that he did at our Men's Advance entitled, Mm. Break the Huddle and Run the Play. Did you know my pastor preached on that for two weeks? He was so impressed with that. Mm. So we're going to offer that to you if you would like to get it. What's that about? Just give a little brief.
1: An athletically themed but biblically sound message encouraging us to go out there and do what God says. In the game of football, when a play has been given to the team, they go out and execute. God gives us plays to run, we need to execute them as well.
2: Amen. So I tell you, this was a powerful message, and not only would it bless you individually, but again, if you have somebody who may not be seeking the Lord the way they should, but they love sports, this could be a way into their hearts. So check it out, our announcer will give you all the information.
0: Andrew would like to offer you James Brown's life teaching from Andrew Womack Ministries, Men's Advance. It's titled, Break the Huddle and Run the Play. It's available on either CD or DVD for a gift of any amount. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.
2: I know that you've been enjoying these programs with James Brown. I tell you, he's been such a blessing to me. But starting tomorrow, we are gonna have another blessing for you and that is that we're gonna air our Healing Is Here conference. WE SAW HUNDREDS OF PEOPLE HEALED. I MEAN, MIRACULOUSLY HEALED. THE WORD OF GOD IS HEALTH TO ALL OF YOUR FLESH. PSALMS 107.20 SAYS HE SENT HIS WORD AND HEALED THEM. AND I CAN PROMISE YOU, THE THINGS WE'RE GOING TO BE SHARING THROUGH THIS CONFERENCE WILL MAKE A DIFFERENCE IN YOUR LIFE. SO CHECK IT OUT TOMORROW, OUR NEW HEALING IS HERE CONFERENCE ON THE GOSPEL TRUTH BROADCAST.